Tim Hernandez. Welcome to another edition of Words on a Wire. Our special guest today is Albuquerque-based poet Jessica Helen Lopez. We'll be speaking with her about her wonderful new collection of poetry titled Provocateur. It's out with Swimming with Elephants publications. Jessica is the City of Albuquerque Poet Laureate Emeritus and the host of arts-based PBS Colores. She's also been a featured writer for 30 Poets in Their 30s by Muzzle and named one of the 10 up and coming Latinx poets that you need to know. She's won many, many awards, like I said, on the stage as well as on the page. And uh, well, we invite you to this conversation. It's coming up right now on Words on a Wire. Jessica Helen Lopez, welcome to Words on a Wire. Hola, thank you for having me. I appreciate being here today. No, it's our pleasure to have you, um, you know, and I know that you and I have tried to get you on this show previously, but that was like around the time when COVID, uh, you know, yeah. just started happening. So everything was sort of halted and disrupted, mm -hmm. but um, it's given me the, you know, it's given me more time to look at, you know, read your work, uh, Provocateur, the book that we're going to be talking about. Mm -hmm. um, but how have you been holding up uh, during these, during 2020? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still hanging in there. You know, I've got my dogs, I've got my cat. And of course I have my kid. She just yeah. started at uh, UNM this year. So I've been really busy just getting her acclimated. For sure. And you know, that's a good thing. I've been writing a whole hell of a lot. I've been writing a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. I've got a book coming out um, through UNM Press in fall 2021. And Great. so it's given me like this uh, focused time to just uh, massage the manuscript. For sure. I've done though, of course, I keep adding more because I have this additional time or maybe, right. you know, creativity is just so percolated these days. Uh, that I keep writing, writing, writing. So, you know, it's got its ups and downs. Um, I miss yeah. my students. I miss teaching in person. But yes. uh, Landia and Facebook Landia have been a, a very uh, much needed way to connect with my community. Yeah, it's kind of been a trip, you know, um, in the beginning. I mean, I teach fully online here at UTEP. Yes. Um, but, but, you know, uh, it's just been like another level of you know, interfacing through virtual reality, you know what I mean? Through, through, through obviously through online, but, uh, and it's kind of, it, it actually upped my game a little bit, you know, like, oh yeah. And not just that, but on the personal level, también, right? Like, I mean, now mm -hmm. you can, like, suddenly it's like opened up all the worlds. Like you can connect with friends everywhere now. And it's like, you know, where you could have done that before, but prior to COVID, it was kind of like, you just like a, on the back burner, you know? Yeah, true that. I, I see, I observe now more than ever, we're connecting. Um, in a virtual world because, you know, we have access to this technology that we always have had, right. but we're using it in this innovative way because we're lonely, we're isolated. Mm. You know, I'm not just uh, Facebooking maybe my mom, I'm Facebooking one of my really good friends and poets, Princess McDowell in Dallas, mm. oh, or I'm, uh, you know, uh, Facebooking Bobby Lefebvre, I'm naming all my homies, <laughs> but, um, who's the Colorado State Poet Laureate, and then start talking and we think of ways to collaborate. And before you know it, we're working on a new project, you know, that's uh, multimedia based, yeah. or community oriented in ways um, that maybe we hadn't necessarily thought of through yeah. the lens of this like virtual, this virtual world that for we are. Sure. So, for you know, sure. it does open up a lot of opportunities that maybe always there for the taking, but we just didn't realize it or we just couldn't grasp it at that point. That's right. And this is a, sort of just giving us permission to, you know, utilize this platform in all areas of life now. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's, let's, I want to get into your book, Provocateur, because we've got a little bit of time with you, but, okay. um, but why don't you kick us off with a poem from the book? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Let me find my, my page. I'm that okay. poet that never has the poem ready. 
Tell me what page it is too, so I can follow along. <laughs> okay, your your book is in mint condition. Mine, this is the. Yeah, look see. at this. I think my Chihuahua chewed on it. <laughs> I know folks at home can't see this, but just trust me. Right. Um, there's lots of little teeth marks. So what I got to read to you today is uh, I have many names. Mm-hmm. nombres. That's on page forty-one, Tim. All right, cool. Got it. The same uh, layout because again, um, I've sold or given away all of my books. Um, I haven't ordered mm-hmm. any new ones. From my brochure, Swimming with Elephants Publications, but I still have this tattered, beloved galley proof book. So I'll read from Wonderful. I have many names. Tengo muchos nombres. You may call me Malinche, goddess of grass, indigenous woman of the kidnapped clan, Rosetta Stone Tongue, glassy, rain soaked, imperial jade, Moctezuma's poison trade with the white skinned transgressor, Quetzalcoatl Cloak Cortez. Flesh over the forged heat of Spanish blade, the Dutch, the French, the mulatto, the mestiza, africana, writ daughters of the doctrine of discovery. You may call me the descendant of the deceased, the disappeared, the pillaged, the blood quantum kickback treaty fed by the belly fat of land grant lies. I have many names, thousands years old names, ancient mighty names. Today, you may call me seven generations missing from my grandmother, Donatsin, Malinali, Tlazo, Teot, Ometeo, 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 I am the blood lineage sacrificial ancestor, progeny of the gone missing women. Call me maquiladora, flower of the factories, woman of Juarez, twice bit and betrayed both by my own kin and the foreign rapist. You may call me rage, righteous, vengeful. Tengo muchos, muchos nombres. You may call me soldadera, matriarch of the Mexicana revolution. I was never anyone's lover, no pancho via bed warmer, bullets and braids, hands thick like the skin of tamal. This is what you may call me, no yo soy Joaquin. You may call me corona, shapeshifter, picket line provocateur, brown beret, skinwalker, woman of the field, hands of callus, picker of fresa, chile, cebolla, and the grape on the vine. We, the legions of farm workers bent at the spine, fingers deep into the dark earth. Today, they will call me wet nurse, wet back, under the table paid brown nanny, breast milk by proxy, but I, but me in the shape of me, blade shot, obsidian, flint and fired stone, I am the bloodletting and the baptismal, I have many names, tengo muchos, muchos nombres, but you may invoke me, brown skin, puta, chola, chingona, spelled with an X like the Mexica do, my ancestors who wild in my blood, my mixed, messy, colonized, and triumphant blood. You may call me double-tongued and code switcher, river crosser, water diviner, border dweller, and burnt sage. You know me as hashtag me too, the rigid hair of Frida's brow, snapped spinal column survivor, the late night mariachi howl, eater of filth. You may call me Pocha, Jota, Bruja, and lit from within. My name in anglicized stain, Adilaus Campasino, somewhere in the middle of Indio, California, fruit basket of the world. But now you may invoke me Dolores, Lona, Sandra, Maria, Josefina, Gloria, Diana, the Huntress, Emma Gonzalez, and Alicia Garza, Patrice, Opal, Audrey, Lord, writer, and patron saint who watches over us all. You may call me La Casadora, Huntress, no regrets, I am the keeper of the dead. Tengo muchos, muchos nombres. You may call me thought woman, carrier of stories, jeweled egg of a diaphanous web. My children spring forth for me, silver-headed, spindle-soft, ready to recreate the world. Generations, seven rising, I am un malflora, the bad flower who grew despite your attempt to rename that which is nameless. Ooh. 
a great poem. Great poem. If you're just tuning, <laughs> if you're just tuning in, uh, you're listening to Words on a Wire, and we're speaking with Albuquerque-based poet Jessica Helen Lopez. We're talking about her wonderful, uh, her latest collection of poetry, Provocateur. It's out with Swimming with Elephants Publications. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's a beautiful, uh, it's a great poem, invoking a lot of powerful names and powerful entities there. Um, Thank you. Yeah, how, um, how long, how, when, was, when did you write that poem? Um, well, let's see, this book came out last summer, mm -hmm. right. um, pre-COVID, before right. the mountains, right? When we used to gather in places and breathe the same air. Yeah. Uh, but this was about maybe a year and a half in the making before that, mm. a little right. bit longer. It's hard to keep track, you know? Right, um, right. But you know, the, my newest book that's coming out, I wrote that between the time this came out last summer and now, because again, been this is the most I've ever fit in this right. amount of time you wow. know I'm super duper stimulated and I've got all this additional you know solitary time and so yeah. um it's interesting to think about this last collection and then the collections before right. and often or how often I did generate um you know poetry um and it's not always just about the muse sometimes it's about like I got to get in my car and yeah. <laughs> there's yeah, yeah. Uh, you know five o'clock yeah. Uh, excuse me, morning traffic jams and whatnot that eats up all this time. Right. So I just squeeze more poetry writing into those times that no longer exist for us necessarily. Right. right. Some of them. Yeah, no, for real. And, you know, at the beginning of COVID for me, and I'm going to ask you if this happened to you, uh, but at the beginning of COVID, when this was going down like early March to April, I was actually, I just like hit a wall, you know? I mean, mm -hmm. I, I was, I've never had a writer's block. I just, I just don't, but, but I hit yeah. a wall where I just didn't feel like writing period, you know? Um, yeah. And then uh, I want to say it didn't start really start to roll until around summertime, like Ju July, June, mm -hmm. around there. Then I started kind of clacking away slowly. But after that, it was like, ah, now I know how to break through. And I just continued to write, write, write. Yeah, did that yeah. happen to you in the beginning? Did you feel stunted or did you just like take off with that free time? You know what? Yeah. Um, thanks for sharing that. I'm always interested in like other writers kind of, you know, either their, their process or what they right. experience. And I, I agree with you about the writer's block thing. Sometimes I'm just a little, you know, um, preoccupied, but it doesn't mean that right. it, the, the, the creativity isn't happening. It just looks different. And sometimes right for us as writers to recognize that's just us you know kind of working some idea but yeah. as far as the question that you you asked of me um no because <laughs> prior previous to that I, I went through a divorce hmm. so what that means yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a whole lot of there's a whole lot of angst that needs to come yeah. out you know not yeah, all yeah. of it was great um but it was necessary so I was already writing profusely um right. and COVID hit and then um it took on a of course a different um, I would say trajectory. Yeah. Um, and uh, it started just coming alive with its own personality, the new batch of writing that is. Right. Um, so back to back, there was some, some major grief that I was dealing with. Right. Um, the pandemic, absolutely. Um, the loss of being able to be around my community in person with my students in person, yeah. family gatherings in person. And then yeah. of course, uh, the grief that comes along with ending a you know, sure. marriage. But um, just like most writers, you know, we we funnel it, and so I funnel. You do. I want to ask you about that exactly that exact thing because um, you know, the book's title "Provocateur." Obviously, it's provocative. 
<laughs> uh, it says it in the title. But, um, you know, uh, here's the thing is that, you know, I know you're an activist also. You're always out uh, doing stuff in the community. You know, you're making a uh, positive change happen. Um, and typically, and I'm speaking generally here, you know, a lot of activist poets tend to write from this sort of external view, right, of what they're seeing, what they're witnessing as the testimony, yeah. right, from, mm -hmm. but, but it's always, it's typically external. Um, but your poems, you know, they're really, um, well, you know, they're vulnerable poems, um, but they're not just contenting themselves with the vulnerability factor. You're actually retaining that as, as the power itself. The vulnerability yeah. is the power in your poems. I think of your poem, The Mother, um, the poem, The Mother, uh, Wednesday's Wife, and Brown Girl in Therapy. Those are just a few. Mm. Um, and maybe this is TMI, but I remember a therapist once telling me that that in our vulnerabilities is our power. Yeah. And so my question to you is, it's a two-part question. Do you, sure. do you draw your strength from the act of writing? And do you further draw strength from the act of making public your testimony? Mm, I like those questions. Um, yeah, I absolutely draw my strength from the act of writing. You know, um, I'm I have journals everywhere. You can't see, but they're everywhere. You know, so I'm scribbling down on in some journal, some fragment of a thought or on some napkin. I'm also clacking away like you, Tim, you know, um, write and I both type out um, my thoughts and my poems. Um, and I have to continuously, I have to continuously write. It's become such a habit that without it, I don't know who I would be without it. Um, though these days, I'll tell you what, suddenly I think I'm a visual artist because I'm like collaging mm. things. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Maybe that will pass, but uh, nice. I constantly need a creative outlet, you know, um, because if not, then I feel like that my, I don't have medicine. That's the way I'm able to um, reconcile um, traumas, um, personal and both generational um, and reconcile the things that I see. I experience or I observe being experienced by, let's say, members of my community, you right. know, people of color, um, poor people, you know, my, my grandfather was a, a migrant farm worker. Mm. So, and to answer your second part of your question, yeah. um, you know, thinking about um, that kind of point of view where it's almost like, if I'm not in it, mm -hmm. can't rightly observe it and, and then authentically write about it. Right, right. Myself in the center of it. Um, not that I want to speak for others, but how am I being affected by whatever it is I'm writing about, whether it be about, um, you know, folks being oppressed, disappeared, and murdered by ICE, right? right, right. In the detention centers. How am I related to them? How are they my relatives? Therefore, how am I them? Yeah. You know, and so, um, but maybe that lends to my, um, you know, I'm partial to confessionalism. Some of my favorite authors are confessional yeah, poets. Mine too, yeah. Um, yeah, like the poet I or Sharon Olds. Sharon you Olds. know, like it just, yeah. man, it that's, gets me. <laughs> that's, one of the poems, that's one of the poets that came to mind as I was reading. Several poets came to mind, but Sharon Olds mm -hmm. was one of the first ones. Just that, that, you know, uh, it, it's it's beyond. I mean, we call it confessional, but it's beyond that. It's you know, mm. it's it's really uh, it's digging at a deep truth and 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 then retaining that as, as the power itself. You know, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to find words for it, but but it is beyond just this sort of sense of mere confession. You know what I mean? It's you're digging yeah. something else, and also like within the digging, the act of the digging itself is the power. You know, mm. it's, yeah, um, yeah. Well, you use the word uh, testimonial. Mm -hmm. 
you know, yeah. you know thinking about the way Anzaldúa wrote, right. you know, how she wrote about her, where she comes from, and the and the people that she grew up with, and her ancestors, and and language, and and uh, you know, um, yeah, borderlands and fronteras. It was a matter of like testifying to that experience, right. so that she, you know, and she was speaking for herself, but she was. Right for her familia and for her gente right. and so yeah when we think about confessionalism too you know there's this uh, misconception that yeah. it's I think it's affiliated with a white woman's point of view and mm-hmm. that's a little antiquated right. um, because it's always connected to you know writers like Sylvia Plath or Sexton whom I actually admire very much their writing sure. but I think um, um, I think sometimes confessionalism is is um I don't know. It's not as uh, appreciated by right. some others, right? You know, because we're the only ones who ever talk like that, confessionally. Right, right. I mean, you, you invoke, <laughs> you invoke <laughs> right. I mean, you invoke, you invoke Audrey Lord, you know, and yeah. I mean, I think that the, you know, she is the sort of I, I don't know if you you call her the patron saint. I want to say yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and and yeah, totally. And that feels right. You know, it's like there is. I think she really is able to articulate that that sort of bridge between the personal and the political, obviously, in all of her work, you know, but yeah. yeah. Uh, would you share another poem with us? Uh, sure. Um, do you mind if I share something that's not in provocateur? Absolutely, please. Okay. Bueno, then that means I just need to pull up my Google Docs. <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm always in Facebook-landia and Zoom-landia and Google-landia. Um, <laughs> I have to make it fun for myself. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. Um, yeah, so I'll I'll read another one. Um, This is the forthcoming book, like I mentioned, I'm really excited about it. Um, You have a title for it yet? Yeah, I do. It's called The Blood Poems. It was initially called The Blood Poems, then I went through Mm. like 10,000 other titles and I went back to The Blood Poems. Nice. Do you already have a publisher for that? Um, You know what's really cool is- yeah, it's UNM Press, right, right, right. but it's really cool because I'm um, a poet laureate emeritus for right. Albuquerque, yeah. and now we have, well, we just, um, they just appointed Mary Oishi, Japanese-American, beautiful writer, mm. as the fifth poet laureate, but UNM Press worked out a deal with the city and the cultural arts department right. to publish individual collections per the poet's laureate, and I'm yeah. like, that's a great deal, yes. That is. Can I write about anything? Can I include all of the things, not just you know poems about yeah. the Plaza or you know the Santa Mountains, which I love. Right, the right. And they're like, yeah, I was like, great, because it's gonna be bloody. Yeah, and it's gonna be like <laughs> words like cunt and yeah, yeah. <laughs> breasts on fire or whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, go for it. I was like, yes, here we go. Um, yeah. I don't even have a poem ready. I am that poet. I know. <laughs> Again, Tim, I'm sorry. I'm always that poet that goes up to the mic. I'm like, oh, I don't know what my page is. Yeah. I just talking to everybody. I order a beer. No, that's all right. That's what we're about, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, improvise. You know, yeah. Living poetry. So, um, <laughs> but it, but it's coming. Actually, I do have an idea of what poem I want to um, read to you, and I'm going to find it. It's okay. um, but it was uh, written um, in conjunction with some work that I did with the New Mexico Dream Team. Hmm. Um, and the New Mexico Dream Team is a uh, network of, uh, you know, youth community members that are and or advocate for undocumented immigrant oh, um, 
themselves or relatives. And this was a poem <clears throat> written during the time of some protests happening at the Cibola Detention Center here in Mexico, which is on tribal ancestral land. So it's on stolen lands in which you know, they are incarcerating folks, privatized wow. incarceration, incarcerating our relatives. Right, right. Um, so this is that poem. So okay. um, it's almost there, friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scrolling. I'm like, yay, I'm so excited. I've got all these poems about new manuscript. Where the hell is the poem? <laughs> but we're almost there, I promise. So, so it's for that. And I wasn't actually present. And so um, somebody from the dream team uh, read it. Read oh, it. nice. nice. I, was, I think I was out of town at the time. Right. So, cool. sorry. So Levi Romero's not, uh, he's he's exiting as the poet laureate at this point. Is that what it is? It's transitioning. Oh man, no, he's our state poet laureate. Oh, he's the state poet, that's right. And I'm the sorry. very right. first, the inaugural right. state poet laureate. That's His right. term is four years. That photo isn't going anywhere for a while. Yeah, that's right, that's right. He's got the medal, medal that's right. of all poet laureates. <laughs> status in the he's state. So perfect, he's perfect. Uh, he's perfect, perfect, perfect for it. He's locura. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Mary is the city. And then we've got other city poet laureates. Kind of yeah. thing. Um, you know. Right. Yours was in 2014? Is that when you were the poet? Uh -huh. 2014. Yeah. That was right after Hakeem Bellamy. So I was the second. Right. That's right. Uh, yeah. Mira, I found the poem. So All I'm right. ready. You are. Let's do it. <laughs> Lo siento. <clears throat> it's called Man-Made Materials. The chain link knows nothing of beating hearts, of lax flesh or parting fingers, knows nothing of separation, how it splits a mother's chest open like manzana beneath a sutured knife, juice of the blood, how a father becomes impotent because politicians are in bed with the businessmen and brown bodies turn a profit when they are behind fences, how babies are interned, how brown babies are interned. The chain link and the aluminum blankets can't hear. They have, they they have neither ears nor eyes, no sight, only malleable chemistry to be fashioned, shaped as accoutrements, for the incarcerated child bodies round up and laid out upon the slabs of pavement. The pavement never remembers. The paper doesn't know if it is a green card or not, doesn't know the difference between a passport and a deportation warrant. It certainly doesn't care if it is a page in the Bible or a constitution. The desert is just a desert in all its glittering of thirsty glory. It was merely born that way. It never knew and will never know about man-made borders. A prison is a collection of angles and hooked wire. It doesn't understand it was meant to be a cell. A cell is unknowing of itself. It cannot recognize grief. All of the keys and all of the locks in this world will never suffer, but metal can be a dangerous thing. This we know, we know that men in the name of power and devotion to the coin will eat the poor for dinner, will place us on plates of gold, tuck the linen into the starch of the collar, wet their lips with the blood of the guiltless and call it a delicacy. Their wives will exclaim over the recipe, the exotic snuff of it, pick their pearly whites with our bones. We know, I know, they gobble the spirit of their brothers and sisters never to acknowledge us as kin. This is how animal becomes less than human, how a human is less than the blood it was born in, less than machine and metal and tool. This is how their teeth are akin to chain link, their tongues a paper ballot, the ink that runs from the sides of their mouths as they chew, masticate their jaws, pave their dinner bill with plastic. The ones who own everything, who own the mineral, the land, the stainless steel toilets in all of the prisons who think they own you, who don't understand that the heart is a manzana, an apple that grew from the tree but was never enslaved by it. The branch is a benevolent passenger. 
This is how an apple is different from chain link. How in this knowledge, the meek, the righteous will one day inherit the earth. Hmm. And if you're just tuning in, this is Words on a Wire, and we're speaking with Albuquerque-based poet uh, Jessica Helen Lopez about her uh, latest collection of poetry, Provocateur. Although what she just read right now is, is that from the forthcoming book? That is, yeah, correct. The blood poem. Yes, the, yeah. <laughs> The blood poems. <laughs> the blood poems. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. Nice. Very nice. That's coming out with the uh, UNM University of New Mexico Press. They do a lot of wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, they they publish a lot of wonderful authors. So yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Including Libero Romero, our state poet laureate. That's right. And uh, yeah, oh. including a good friend of mine, Marcel Montoya. They publish his book. Yeah. Well. There you a go. Lot good, a lot of good writers. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's uh so uh, with that book coming up? Um, I know you've got some other projects. What's coming up for you? Mm. Um, I just did a project with a couple of Colorado-based artists um, called- Love Colorado. Yeah, I love Colorado. That's our sister city. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I got to work with Bobby Lefebvre. He's our our state poet laureate Mm -hmm. in Mariah family, who is a curandera, healer, herbalist, and photographer. Mm -hmm. So we put together something called Honoring Our Hoods. You can find it still online. It's called Three by Three Projects. Nice. Um, and it's by the uh it's uh put together by the fine arts center there at colorado college out of coast springs but it's an ekphrastic based writing collaborative and um the images were taken by mariah of neighborhood magic you know neighborhood medicine and so therefore honoring our hoods and so bobby and i then sat and meditated upon the images and then wrote a series of work which was, uh, you know, now a digital installation. So that just went down. So that's still up though. But um, I have actually right after this, I'm teaching a class for the University of Virginia of Athena sorority there. And so I'm gonna do some um, identity writing work. Very cool. Thursday, I get to read with Idris Goodwin and Kevin Koval and a few other people from um, a collection that was put together called, uh, well, it's a breakbeat poet series. And the- focused on Latinx writers yeah so that's this Thursday all of that can be found on Facebook you can always yeah. just like um look me up and I'm always sharing either my events or or community members events there's always something going down you know Tim <laughs> yeah yeah I know I follow you on on social media and I see all the stuff you've got going on and also I know that you're um you're doing an artist residency right now as well right yeah 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 I'm in a fellow um it's a writer's uh media-based fellowship um, and it's called uh, Justice for um, Migrant Women, um, but it's affiliated with a lot of different kind of organizations that advocate for women of color, um, whether it be get out the vote or equal pay, right. um, but, you know, social is- issues that affect women of color and, right. and our, um, you know, our families and, and our communities. And so um, I just finished that and then jumped on this call. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But it was great. I'm like enamored. It's wonderful. I get to be a student you when know, I get to learn from top-notch, amazing, powerful uh, women of color writers, right. you know, journalists yeah. and essayists and poets. And um, and I'm learning a lot. And I, I really like being in that position where I get to to be the student in, in I guess I'm always a student, but you know, um, yeah. in a way. And so it's really neat. And it, it, it will run until next year. And it certainly will help me a lot. Wow. 
Yeah, you know, that's one of the things that I've really, you know, um, taken advantage of the opportunities that, uh, of that, you know, Zoom, all these Zoom events that are happening right now is that you get to be in audiences um, as a student, as a, as a, you know, as a learner, as a public, uh, just a, you know, human being, and all these wonderful audiences yeah. that you wouldn't get to be otherwise, you know, because they, they're on other parts of the country or whatever, but you, we get to see them and participate. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. for sure. Like I was, I popped into Sheree Moraga the other day and I'm like, what have you said one thing? So I'm like, yeah. Yeah. you know, I'm all screenshotting everything and sending it to my mom. And she's like, oh, Mija, are you reading with Sheree? I was like, well, how do you define reading with? <laughs> no, I'm not, but check this out. That's right. No, that's right. Tim, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb here and I'm, I'm hosting a, a poetry reading just for the heck of it. Mm a few weeks and, and I'd love for you to come on and share some of your work just <laughs> yeah I would I was I'll do it come in okay yeah I, I put you on front street you you're on your totally radio did. <laughs> <laughs> no yeah come in of course you know that so yeah <laughs> cool um, all right so we're gonna wrap up now and but before we do um we're actually out of time but we do our podcast on apple and spotify also and so the extended version I'd like for you to read uh, one more poem for us okay yeah Take us out with sure. one more poem yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, I'll read something from Honoring Our Hoods. Um, it was a, a photo that was in uh, Denver um, by Mariah Bottomley, and it is a, um, it's a mural um, for uh, Brianna. And mm. so I wrote a pantoum for Brianna um, right. with respect to Theodore Redke. Nice. Was she dreaming in the moments before she died? Sleep heavy, memory pulse of the brain. And if she dreamt, was it of a rocking chair or a swing that swung in the air of her childhood? How in the terror of the battering ram did she wake, guns spitting bullets her way, and fuck a no-knock warrant and fuck their mistake, muted rage of fear, ferocity, and foul play. And if she dreamt, was it of a rocking chair or a swing that swung in the air of her childhood? Did roses bloom like bullet holes from the body, vermilion and spilling onto the rug? Did she foretell in the dream images of her deep sleep that a violent squall neared her door? Did she wake to sleep and take her waking slow? Mm. Did roses bloom like bullet holes from the body, vermilion and spilling onto the rug, eight shots ringing, 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 thrusting headfirst into the air, that dark spun night and the blood 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 and the bright petals of a turning rose. Did she feel her fate and what she feared and did she take her waking slow? Eight shots ringing, 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 thrusting headfirst into the air, that dark spun night and how I hope her last dream she dreamt was made of light, crystal stairwell to the unknown and fuck a no-knock warrant and fuck a suspect and fuck a white man's lament. How I hoped she dreamed of something sweet, something slow, something, something slow. And again, that's the voice of Albuquerque-based poet, uh, Jessica Helen Lopez. She's, uh, we're talking with her today about her latest collection, Provocateur. It's out with Swimming Elephants, uh, Swimming with Elephants publications. But that poem uh, is coming from the forthcoming Blood, the Blood Poem, the Blood Poems. See, hermano, see. Wonderful. Correct. Thank yeah. you so much, Jessica, for uh, taking the time to join us on Words in a Wire. Yeah, absolutely, Tim. Thank you so much. And I think what you're doing is wonderful. So, you know, all this, um, you know, storytelling that you're, you're helping mm. continue to cultivate. So way to go. And thank you very much. <laughs> thank you also. Uh, and take care of yourself. Gracias.
Well, that wraps it up for this edition of Words on a Wire. I'd like to thank our special guest today, uh, Albuquerque-based poet laureate emeritus Jessica Helen Lopez. Definitely want to pick up her latest collection of poetry, Provocateur, out with Swimming with Elephants Publications. Also want to thank our wonderful producers, Dee Wu and Claudia Flores. And thank you listeners as well. And hopefully we'll see you next week, same time, same place, right here on KTEP 88.5 FM. Thank you.